to the first episode of Parentheses Live. That's right, long time coming. I've got Will Sanders sitting here next to me on my right. Hello, guys. Will is a good friend of mine. And I've got Dylan Herbert, Dillyweed, sitting next to me on my left. Hello, everybody. So welcome to Parentheses Live. Um, sadly, you won't necessarily hear these guys every episode. You will hear me every so- episode. My name is Tim. Um, and it'll kind of be a rotating cast of myself and these guys and some other guys just kind of coming in and talking about whatever we really feel like talking about. Um, and so we're also going to start every episode um, by uh, tasting a beer together. So this week, or this episode, I'm not going to say week because this is definitely not going to be an every week thing. Um, this episode is a Foothills Brewery, Foothills Brewing's Hopium IPA. Have you guys ever had this before? I've never had it before. I have never had it. Will is our uh, is our beer connoisseur here. Will is a is a professional. Oh, no. <laughs> so we're gonna that. let you have the first comments after after we taste this. All right. All right. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. To parentheses live. Thank you guys. Mm. Oh, well, it's a good beer. It finishes dry, like the bottle says. Um, it starts off sweet. I got caramel and then kind of ended citrusy like citrus. Yeah, I really like the. That's what I was thinking. Was I like the citrus kind of at the end? It's a lot. It's more bitter than I was expecting it to yeah. be. I guess it has it. What was it? Seventy-eight IBUs. That's crazy. Yeah, the hops are the hops are definitely there. Uh, I'm gonna compare it to the hop executioner from Terrapin. A lot of people get mad when you compare things to other things. It's, like, it's its own thing, and they just get like all pissy about that, but. It reminds me a lot about uh, the Hopsecutioner. Um, has a similar uh, feel, a similar taste, a similar like the whole like drinking process of it is very similar to me. Which comparing something to terrapin, I mean that's not an insult. No, because I do love terrapin beer. Will doesn't love it as much as I do. I don't. I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of Will. But you know it's they, okay. They can still knock some out of the park. That's right. That's right. Um, great. Well, um, there's something else I was gonna say right here. But, uh, oh yeah, so again, it's the um, Foothills Hopium IPA. If you want to drink it with us, if you want to pause, go find it, and drink it with us while you listen, that would be an acceptable thing. It's worth finding. All right, you guys want to talk about Star Wars? Let's talk about Star Wars Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens right now. Came out, um, what was it, the 18th of December, the 17th week? Week before Christmas or so? Right around. Right around Release dates are getting weird because it comes out on Friday, but the showings, I mean, it's like 6 o'clock on Thursday. On you Thursday. can start to see the movies. Yeah, I saw it at 7 on Thursday. Yeah, that's ridiculous to me. I don't know how that even counts. I, I, hey, I was one of the first people to see it in Georgia. Hey, so. cheers to you. Well, our good buddy Steven, Korea, saw it like a full day before the rest of us did. Well, you know, which I'm is, talking about America wow. here. Yeah, that's true. Okay, sorry. USA. Sorry, you win. You win in the USA. All right, well, let's talk a little bit just about um, kind of what expectations were going into it. There was a lot of hype leading up. Probably the most hype we've ever seen for a movie in our lifetime. I would agree. I mean, I think that or... With with such a history. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, other things that I would think of would be like uh, The Dark Knight when it came out had a huge hype just because of Heath Ledger's death. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Maybe... The Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, was similar. Oh, that's true. Uh, that's true. And but the, the Hobbit series had a big or, hype going into it. Or so ironically, ironically, maybe the Phantom Menace. Yeah. As it I, let I, down as everyone turned out to be. <laughs> uh, but, but again, you have like historical series of Star Wars, and then they're just releasing another movie 
later on. Right. So I think, you know, it's always going to have that fan base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, with just like the conference, like J.J. Abrams directing, I think people got people really pumped up whenever we knew that um, uh, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford were going to be back in it. Um, I think that got people excited too. And then just like the marketing, I mean, toys and video oh, yeah. games and you had the BB-8 I mean, just little, everything. BB-8. I'm not, I'm not sure it could have been done better. Oh yeah, Disney knew what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, I mean Disney. Right. I was reading an article that talked about how Star Wars as a just as a series that George Lucas basically thought it up to sell as much as he could sell. It's kind of like the reason they go to planets. I can sell them in a different outfit on every planet. Like it's just the marketing stuff is everywhere. It, I mean, it was. It is everywhere. Yeah, and it's going to be there for a long time. That's I mean, true. It's, it's always going to be the there. forever franchise, as they said, right? In yeah. that in that article. So my, I mean, expectation going in was I was just hoping for uh, better than the prequels. That was all I was hoping for. I tried to not. I mean, I I really like Star Wars. I don't love. I mean, I love Star Wars. I'm not. Uh, a Star Wars fanatic. I'm not going to conventions and cosplaying. You don't, and no, stuff. You don't, you don't live and breathe it. Correct. Not a fanboy. Correct. Mm-hmm. I would not say I'm a fanboy. Yeah. Um, but I was just hoping that it was better than the prequels. That was kind of all I was really hoping for. I think that's what a lot of people's yeah, hopes that's true. were. <laughs> hopes were. Uh, my my own was definitely definitely the the, uh, the same kind of thing. Um, look, it's got to be better than the prequels. Now, aside here. I didn't mind the prequels as much as some other people, right? Because I saw it as background knowledge of what the original trilogy was. Yeah. So there just isn't much story to it, other than explaining how Anakin became Darth Vader. Right. That's, and that's the story. And we, I mean, we're all right at right around twenty five, which mm-hmm. twenty five, twenty six, which we were around the um, we were the target age whenever the Phantom Menace came out. Like we were. Right. 12 years, yeah. 11 and 12 years old, like we were who Jar Jar Banks was made for. The fart jokes and all of it. Like that was. Yeah, and young, a, young Anakin. A lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of people were just pissed about Jar Jar. I can see him as comic relief where in, in, in the middle of a, like a galactic battle. Like right. Jar Jar Banks is clumsily destroying 18 droids. Right. You know, I can see that. And, you know, so my expectations, I, I just wanted it to be a good movie. I only saw the teaser trailer and then the first trailer, and then I just stopped because I didn't want to overhype it. Right, right. Because I didn't want to disappoint you. went at my level. I was listening to a podcast uh, where they went all went Star Wars pure was what they called. They didn't look at any trailers, any teasers, nothing. So you were pretty close. I mean, I, I, one, I one trailer. Close. Yeah, well, yeah, trailer and a tweet, teaser and... Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to get because you know some people overhype these like Avatar. I don't I didn't like the movie just because I saw it a couple weeks after everybody and they just talked about how good it was. Yeah, and then I saw it and I was like, Well, you eh, see it, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. Honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just I did, so I didn't want that to happen because I do like the Star Wars series. Again, I'm not a fanboy, but uh, I wanted it to be something that I could watch, you know, yearly yeah. and enjoy. Well, the advertising was so strategic with Star Wars. Right. Whereas, you know, a lot of the summer blockbusters like Avatar, for example, just because we're talking about it, I mean, you see fast food restaurants pick it up and put it on their paper yeah. bags of for to-go meals. And that's all people see. And you're just, you're already brain dead from it before you even go in seeing it. It's, right. It's just, yeah. You're yeah. already exhausted from it. I and I don't even think Star Wars did it. They didn't go to any fast food. And, and I, I can't confirm, but yeah. I know, look, going into it, I wasn't, I did. I was in Publix last week, and I saw Kylo Ren, Dark Side 
popcorn. Like it was like the, <laughs> uh, I can't, I don't remember what the big popcorn brand is, but it was the, and it had Kylo Ren dark side flavored. And I was like, I think that's probably just regular popcorn. Dark it's side. Burnt. Yeah. Dark side flavor. Well, I think it was also smart of them too. The way, I mean, it came out literally one week before Christmas, which is like the perfect better. release time for any movie. I mean, I have, uh, I had friends who before Christmas had seen it three or four times, which is crazy. Um, and so, like, it was just, a, and it's still, we're recording this on January 15th, and it's still, like, nowhere close to anybody overcoming I mean, it no in the weekly box cool. office. No and it's already uh, topped Avatar for domestic, and it's, I don't know if it's going to top Avatar worldwide, because that was, like, a crazy number, but I think it opens in China. I think it's today, actually, that it's opening in China. So that will be the tell of what, um, of what it's going to do worldwide. All right, so what about uh, personally? What did you guys actually think of uh, the movie itself? What were your initial impressions, if you will, coming out? Or even, you know, it's been a couple weeks that, since you guys have seen it. What are your what are your thoughts? Immediately afterwards, like first 10, 15 minutes after seeing it, I thought it was the best one. I thought it was. But then I've had some time for it to digest, and I still think Empire Strikes Back is number one. That one might be tied for second with uh, A New Hope. Yeah. For me. That's solid. Um, yeah, when I left, again, I thought it was incredible. Um, and then a couple of days later, I was like, you could definitely tell Disney had its touch in there. Like, mm. the BB-8 reminded me right. of a lot of Wally. Oh, yeah. I mean, just... It, I did it, not it, think about that. That's it added cool. a lot of comic relief, and it was just quirky. Yeah. That, like, I thought it was a good combination yeah, between it's like, almost like a dog. Or Wally and R2-D2. Yeah. You know, just like R2-D2 for a new generation. Yeah, and, you know, I think... Not that comparing it to Jar Jar Binks, but it was supposed to be that thing that people could, you know, look forward to for entertainment in, like, a, in a fight scene. You right. Know? Uh, just something silly running around in the desert. Yeah. I and, think... I think you would be hard to find someone, anybody who didn't at least walk out of the theater with just a smile on their face. Yeah. You know, like at first, like even when the credit, you know, when it and you see the logo, and I just sat there, I was like, this feels awesome. Oh yeah, when, like it felt like I was being a part of something happening culturally, and then it turned out that it was an awesome movie too. So it wasn't just. And see, I think that's why I left thinking it was the best one because it was also one of the first movies where like the whole audience was captivated by it and yeah. like. You know, when it first opens up, they were applauding, and you know, it was one of the first—not the first time, but like one of the first major times where everybody in the theater stood up and applauded. Yeah. And I was like, that's never happened besides like one other movie that I've been to, um, where like everybody stood up and applauded. Yeah. Because I've always thought it was weird, but I even stood up and I was like, that's right. awesome. But I think I did it because everybody else did. And it was I, that, that mob mentality. I'm not sure if y'all's theater had it, but like I, we had people, you know, they show the Millennium Falcon and people were cheering oh, yeah. and R2-D2 comes alive and people are hooping and hollering. And I was like, it just felt like And then Kylo Ren took energy. off his mask and yeah. people laughed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, so, so I walked out and I mean, one of my, even while I was watching the movie, I was just thinking the new characters, I just loved all the new characters so much. I mean, yeah, it was cool to see Han and Leia and whatever, but like, I mean, I had never felt so quickly connected to a character like Ray and Finn like as quickly as I did. Like as soon as you know they've been on screen for ten minutes, and I was like, I'm all in. I want to know everything about you and where you came from and where you're going. And mm -hmm. uh, Poe Dameron, I think, is awesome. I hope we get to see more. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope we get to see a lot more Poe Dameron. Uh, and then Kylo Ren is a super badass villain. 
Mm-hmm. Like he obviously he was a little more badass before he took his mask off. <laughs> um, right. But still, I, I think he's awesome, and I think his motives are cool, and just all of this stuff surrounding him, I think, is super cool too. The, the characters going in was a big uh, thing that people were worried about. Yeah, because right, George Lucas when he made the original trilogy, he went to relative unknowns to right. make it, and J.J. Abrams kind of took a page out of that book, and he brought in all these people that no one had ever heard of. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably the the guy that people recognize most was uh, Commander Hux, right? Like the other Kylo Ren's kind of little adversary within the First Order because he was in like About Time. And Mm -hmm. just recently I saw him in, um, oh, crap, something else. (laughs) Something else. (laughs) Anyway, I'll look it up. Yeah, no, and that was was a huge thing that people were worried about. But uh, real quick, I, I, I think I remember seeing this. Daisy Ridley... Uh, Ray, who yeah, she gosh. before the yeah. m- before it was announced that she would play Ray, she had something like five hundred Instagram followers. Hmm. I don't know what it is now. I follow her now. <laughs> I mean, you and a lot of others. I'm sure <laughs> you and a lot of other people. It's close to a million, I think. Uh, just to think, like, in, so you're saying uh, there's a chance. There's a chance. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Yes. No, but I mean, back to what we were saying is the characters. I think the the roles were perfect. They were casted perfectly. Yeah. And they are all recognizable, you know. Are they going to be as good as uh, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill? It remains to be seen. It's only been one movie. Right. But did they do everything that they could have done? I think so. Yeah, Totally. Yeah. One thing I am nervous about, though, is the next movie is coming out in, like, what, 100? I saw today, 161 days? Well, well, well. So, let's... Um, this year, coming out in December, is um, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It's not Episode Eight. Yeah, but it's... So, Episode Eight is uh, a little over a year, because it's next July, I think, right? Yeah, but still, I, I mean, it's I just so, so close. You think we're going to get watered down? You think we're going to be think... like, man, Star Wars isn't special anymore, exactly. because they've said we're going to have at least one Star Wars movie every year... Um, what, I can't remember what her name is. The woman at Disney who's taken over um, kind of control of um, the LucasArts division. I think it's going to Kathleen Kennedy, I think is her name. She said that we will have a new Star Wars movie every year for forever. That's pretty much what she said. Do you think you think we're going to get to that where it's like, well, Star Wars isn't really special anymore because we get so much of it? I hope not, but that's one thing I'm nervous about. But does that also help? Because if, if Rogue One is good, which Rogue One comes out in December... Um, if Rogue One is good, does that give them a little bit more? Like, we're not as mad if Episode Eight isn't awesome because Seven was great and Rogue One was great. So it's like, well, they let us down a little bit. Does it have as? Does it carry as much weight? Again in a year. Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. They can just keep trying again. I mean, it could just be you know they see the marketing potential behind it. You know. Yeah, I, mean, I think oh, it's oh, definitely yeah. marketing. I mean, it's it, def- because I mean that's a whole another. Is there a f- another action figure series? Is there another franchise out there that is oh, as no marketable way. as Star Wars? No. I mean, you're talking since the late the, 70s. the Minions. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're fun. Yeah. So my- <laughs> different comic relief. That's yeah. true. One um, one thought that I did have walking out of it was, man, it felt a lot like a New Hope. Um, just like all the different beats that it hit, I mean, it seemed like it desert went girl. kind of brick by brick. You know, desert girl trying to get, or desert somebody trying to get away from um, kind of their old life. And it just kind of 
follows and follows and pays so many homages and throwbacks to it. And at first I was like, man, that feels like kind of lazy a little bit. Like it was like, well, yeah, episode four worked and people like that. So we'll just do that again. But the more I thought about it, I kind of landed on is hopefully it was more um, of like an homage and look to the past. And now we can kind of look forward to what the new trilogy is going to look like. So I, I do think it was an homage and I do think, you know, definitely play like plays were taken out from that movie into to this new one right um one thing that i did think was a stark difference is you know we see luke kind of build his you know powers with the force yeah where ray in this movie just kind of you know oh. all of a sudden she just picks him up <laughs> yeah, like two hours like and, and, and i think we're st- i'm about to throw out a theory that she's very much like anakin and it's like we don't know if she's going to be part of the light side or dark right side, is what i'm thinking because Anakin picks him up extremely quick. Luke Skywalker, it, you know, we saw a slow progression. It's almost oh, instantaneously with Rey. Hmm. Um, that's just one thing that I noticed um, in thinking, you know, it's very much like A New Hope. Um, yeah, interesting. So I don't know. Is Rey good? Is Rey bad? I, I, like the, I like the style of directing. And I'm sorry, I'm changing gears a little no, bit here. Uh, one of the biggest problems I had with the, uh, the prequels was the not everything was as linear as I would would have wanted it to be. It seemed like it would cut to Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon having like a two minute conversation here and then it would cut to uh all the or to Naboo. Where oh, someone like, else it, would, it would use the fades it, too. It, it just is fade and fade and then fade and then fade and like you're getting dizzy by all these just different places you're going and it's hard to keep up with how are we here you know this one went back to the uh originals four five and six right to their style of okay this is where the action is and we're gonna stay here for 30 minutes Hmm. and we're gonna tell a story just a lot more linear yeah it's it's much more linear much more i don't know if smooth is the right word right but it it was easier to follow is what i'm getting yeah that makes sense Mm -hmm. all right well let's talk about it the big spoiler Han Solo, dying. What? You didn't hear? No Shit. way. Sorry, sorry, well, sorry. Just ruined it for Will. Damn it. Just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> I hope. So, um, what did you guys think? Did you see it coming? Something had to happen. Yeah. I mean, and definitely when Han went out there, like it was like, okay, this is this it, is what's going to happen, kind it, of thing. It it would have been too easy for Kylo Ren to just. Okay, Dad, yeah, you're right. Right. Well, let me come back. I over. get that. Something had... There had to be some motive behind... Uh, not motive, but there had to be something bigger than Kylo Ren just saying, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah. And I think they had to define him as he is... Because I do feel like he also kind of was teetering, like, right. is he dark side, is he light side? We don't really know. And that kind of well, yeah, solidified, he, all right, I just killed my father... He, That's pretty evil. He, and he did admit that he feels pulled to the light. Yeah. yeah. So okay, that's kind yeah. of what I was thinking was whenever he, whenever they walked out onto that um, that bridge, which we've now, as Star Wars fans come to expect, if someone, if two people are on an ominous bridge, somebody is going to die. <laughs> why don't they put railings on anything? Board. I heard a podcast joking about, why don't they put railings on anything anymore? <laughs> um, but... When they went out and started that interaction, do you think that Kylo Ren had made up his mind as to what was going to happen? Because 
I don't think so. I don't. I think he was still kind of, because he talks about, I feel the light pulling me, I feel the dark, I don't know what to do, I need you to help me. Like, I feel like up until the moment where he turned that lightsaber on, just milliseconds before that, I still don't think he knew exactly which way he was going to fall. So it was like a bang-bang decision. Yeah. Which I was, this is so dumb, but I was sitting there watching it, and I was thinking like, maybe he's going to kill them both. Like, maybe that, the double thing on the side, the the little lightsaber hilt. Like, what if he cuts that on and it hits both of them and kills them both? I was like, that would be super badass. (laughs) (laughs) But it didn't. I was glad to see, though, that that little hilt played a little bit of a, not a plot point, but something happened with it whenever it kind of got Finn's jacket there and burned his shoulder. Because I was like, that looks cool. I hope it actually does something and doesn't just look like Darth Maul's dumb double-sided lightsaber. But I thought that was like a cool little add-on that made him a little bit different. Okay, so one more question then. Uh, Not one more question, but another question. Who is Rey? Is she Luke Skywalker's daughter? Is she Han Solo's daughter? I've heard a ridiculous theory that she is uh, Anakin Skywalker reborn, which I don't buy for a second. No. I've what what do you Obi-Wan. guys think? Does it? Oh, or, or a Kenobi because she she could be Obi Wan's Kenobi's daughter or granddaughter even. When would he have the daughter? Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Obi's one. Obi's, <laughs> Obi Kenobi. Obi Wan. Obi Kenobi. Come on. Anyway. Uh, she's Luke's daughter. She's Luke's daughter. You're sure she's of it? Luke's daughter. One hundred percent convinced. See, I. I hope she's a nobody. I honestly hope I, I she's I kind of hope... That's what my next question I had was, does it matter who she is? Like, can she just be somebody from Jakku who's just got a kind of a weird past? And does it... I see, I don't think she knows her past. And I, I hope we don't know her past. Because then it kind of leaves it up into interpretation. Right. She, she doesn't know her past. And whether she got her... That's because she got her memory wiped. Because the earliest memory we have, or the earliest thing we know about her is when she got left on that planet and the ship flew away. And she's probably, and she's she looks around seven. She's holding on to the guy who so. sells her portions. Yeah, that's whatever, who it is. Yeah. Whatever that is. I watched it a second time and I noticed it that second time. Well, no, like she's holding on, she's to, the holding on to the memory. The memory, yeah. okay, yeah. okay, I get, like, I get you. Because she, she didn't want to leave the planet at first because she was like, no, they're, 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 they're going to come back for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though she's been there for, I don't know how long it's well, been, but th- for a long time. There's a lot of parallels to Luke. Yeah, there's she's wearing roughly the same thing as the first time we see Luke. Right, it's the same color, it's the same kind of garb. Yeah, but they're also now, both in the desert. Both in the desert. Okay, you can throw that one out there. One's on Tatooine, one's on Jakku. Same <laughs> kind of place. Okay. Well, first time after she uh, she gets that one quarter portion from what's his chode. She she's going home. <laughs> she, she's eating it. What does she do? What does she do? What does she do? She puts on that Starfighter helmet. Right. That Rebel helmet. Yeah. The one that we see Luke in. Is it the same? I don't know. I haven't seen a side-by-side comparison, but that's something I thought about the second time. I was like, uh, I saw it. Luke wearing that, I and now she's it's just so random. She's eating food, and she just puts it on. Could yeah, I think that could also just show, like, that's her dream of, like, she dreams for more than what she is currently doing. You know, like, she's... Because whenever she meets Finn, she's like, oh, my gosh, you're with the Rebellion? Like, she's so into the... Or, excuse me, the Resistance in this... In this movie, but she's like, you're with the resistance. Like it's such a thing that excites her. It is an alluring thing to her, and is, she even admits that she doesn't even know that the Jedi and the dark light side dark side are real. real. It's like that stuff is real. When she, when her first one of her first conversations with Han Solo is right when he tells her, yeah, that's all real. Yeah, she it, it's legend to her. Right now, there, but there's still some more things. She goes straight to the lightsaber, the lightsaber, and Maz's canta- cantina. That's a big part. 
Well, it was a calling tour. Tour. It's not called to anybody else, though. Yeah, right, and we. To her. What's well, weird is we we've never heard of anything else in that universe, like any other lightsabers calling to anybody. Like I was watching, I was like, I mean, is this Harry Potter? Right I mean, now? it's the it's the force. Yeah, I mean, it's this thing. It it has its own will, you know. The first time that Luke Skywalker uses the force pull for a lightsaber, mm -hmm. when does he use it? Is it when does anyone know off the top of their head? I don't. He's is hanging upside down. He's hanging upside down in a cave in on Hoth after that snow monster or whatever right, Yeti right, Sasquatch right, thing yeah, yeah. Yeah. captured him and he brought his lightsaber to him to cut himself loose. When is the first time Rey uses the force pull? She's in the snow, but she's not upside down. She's not upside down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but we already talked about how there's parallels between this one and that I mean, one. That is going out of its way to me. Is make, it though? I think it is. Because Kylo Ren is a guy who's been training with the force for... I don't know, I guess we're led to believe years. She is suddenly able, in the same way that Luke is able to, and when they're both in trouble, she is able to get that lightsaber past Kylo Ren and use it to fight, okay? It's a parallel, yes, absolutely, but I think it's a big one, and one that hints at something bigger, bigger and better. It's it's J.J. Abrams' style. Yeah, but that's it, what I'm gonna go back on. But but it doesn't mean that she's Skywalker. She's just Skywalker. No, no, it doesn't mean that by right. any, by any means. But my because my theory because Jedi's could do all Jedi's can do a Force pull. They can, they can. But well, then just, it just goes back to my theory of you know she's more aligned to Anakin right now because yeah. her master skills are developing. I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see. I just I love the thought that. She could be anybody yeah. and nobody, you know, like, oh, I, I, that could I, be I, me. I could, but then we're not meant to know. I, I, I want to, I want to pretend that the midi chlorians don't exist because the prequels, you know, like, oh, the force is genetic, which that sucks. Like, I want to believe that anybody can have it and it's, and it can be me and it can be you and it could be whatever. But, but you know, that's not true. Right. That's not how I know. I don't get to ignore it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we, she could still come from a nobody. Right. That's true. That we don't know about. And I, I mean, honestly, I hope we never figured out for that reason because then that's more it, that's mystery box. It's, it's it's mystery box, and it's you know, like like you were just saying, Tim, it could be you. you right. Know, you could just develop it one day. Just keep on trying that force pool. That's right. I try it. <laughs> Gotta be in the snow, apparently. Yeah. JJ Abrams. Well, I guess we'll find out. And so with that, like, what are our hopes for episode eight? I mean, I guess one clear one is we're hoping to find out who who Ray is, or at least a little bit more background. Of her. I'm hoping to see a hell of a lot more Poe Dameron because I thought that guy was awesome. Poe was great, and I was mad, but I also understood why he didn't get more air, uh, screen time. Yeah. Uh, I would have liked to see how he got away, though. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I saw that there's going to be a comic released about that. Uh, and also, a, a lot of this stuff kind of, there's, I guess, a novelization of The Force Awakens that a lot of those signs point heavily towards Rey perhaps being a Skywalker. Um, but also in the novelization, apparently Poe gives a pretty, pretty lengthy explanation of how he wound up getting back to the resistance base, which is pretty interesting. But anyway, yeah. other hopes for episode eight. That's not, that's not sucky. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, that's my biggest hope. I'll probably do the same thing. Try not to watch a whole lot of trailers about yeah. it. Cause I, again, I, I think I'm still teetering with, right. I don't want it being overhyped. Yeah. And a completely just non- canon critical way uh what happened to c-3po's arm 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was comic relief. Man, I, that, I don't know. But. That moment when Han and Leia are reuniting. <laughs> I and it's like this, so hard. This heavy emotional <laughs> moment. And C-3PO's like, oh, oh, I just see my arm. Oh. You probably didn't realize. Gosh, man, that cracks me. That was such a perfect. I, 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 and he, I, I, he's always I, kind Disney. of annoyed me. Disney. Yeah, that's true. Very Disney. He's always kind of annoyed me. And that's kind of his job, I guess. Um, but that was like the perfect, like, oh, here's C-3PO. He's still annoying. And then he kind of disappeared for the rest of the movie, which I thought was perfect. I did, did see this, though. At the very end, the last time we see him, as Ray is leaving to go to wherever Luke is, uh, and they're all everybody on the base is waving goodbye, C-3PO's arm is fixed. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I noticed it the second time I saw it, um, not the first. That's funny. Interesting. Yeah. Alrighty, well, I mean, it's going to be awesome whenever... So it's next July, I believe, is um, is episode 8. And in December, we will get um, Rogue One, which is supposed to be about... Uh, if you remember at the beginning of episode 4, of the beginning of A New Hope, like the first thing we see is rebel spies stole plans for the Death Star. Rogue One is supposed to be that story of those spies stealing those plans. So the way it's going to work is every off year, we'll have an episode, and then every other year we'll have a kind of one-off story so apparently the one after that is either going to be a han solo story or a boba fett story so is there this could be cool is there a plan to go like after they do seven eight and nine they're going to go to 10 11 12 uh, i'm not sure i think all right now that's been confirmed is seven eight nine in a theme park and a theme park that's true i would go to that theme maybe park. for an episode we'll go to the theme park <laughs> let's go that'd be is awesome it, is it at disney i'm sure oh it's uh, yes to be. yeah it's going to be at um hollywood Yes, that's right, at Hollywood Studios, well, formerly MGM. Hell yes. I Let's go, freaking go. I'll camp out. I know. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, if you were to say there were two big pop culture events this year, you would say, yes, Star Wars The Force Awakens. But the other thing you would say would be Adele, right? Yeah. 25. Came out in um, November, the week before Thanksgiving, I think. And I mean, it. I mean, just nothing like it. Blew up. I mean, it just it more than blew up. It exploded. Which is also what blew up means, but I mean, it's just huge. <laughs> Let me hear. I have a few statistics about it because I just, I mean, I, this it's crazy. fascinates me. So in 2015, Adele sold the equivalent of 8.01 million records, and she uh, had 7.4 pure album sales. And the reason record equivalent and pure uh, Billboard has adjusted their um, how they count records now to account for streaming and digital sales. So 10 single sales, 10 sales of a single count as one album sale. So every 10 people that bought Hello, that count as one album sale. And then 1,500 streams of a song on an album count as one album sale. 1,500? 1,500, yeah, which I thought's a lot. That's a lot. Like, if I buy an album, I probably don't listen, or if if I'm streaming an album, I don't listen to it 1,500 times. I hope I don't. Yeah. Um, But so anyway, so that's the... So that was the um, most sold record of 2015. Remember, that was 8 million records. The second most sold record of 2015 was Taylor Swift, 1989. That came out in 2015. No, it came out in 2014. That's but it was the yeah. but it was sold the second most amount of records in 2015, uh, and it sold two million. Completely destroyed. Adele it. sold eight million records in two months. I thought Justin Bieber's album did really well. Not not well enough, I guess, because it came, well it came out late too. It, it came out the first week of December or so or something like that. Um, so yeah, Adele's record sold eight million copies in a month and a half. Taylor Swift, which was out all year, sold two million copies and has only sold five and a half million total, which is a year and a half. And Adele's had I want two months. I want to bring up a point right now, and what a lot of people need to realize is that 
Taylor Swift's stuff is not on Spotify, so you have to buy her music right. to listen to it. Neither is 25. 25 is not on Spotify? I didn't She's know. on Pandora. Hello? Oh, on, interesting. Hello, Hello is, is, it was released as a single on there. And that's what people listen to. Correct. And that's um, what a lot of that's probably coming from. That That's just still insane to me, because we live in an age now where music is easier to steal than it is to buy. That's what's crazy, is that 7.4 million pure album sales of 25. It's crazy. Yeah, we bought. I mean, yeah. My wife bought it. Oh yeah. I, I think bought, I bought the vinyl record of it. Yeah. And it sounds fantastic. I bought it, and then I also got the vinyl for Christmas, which I'm really excited about. Oh, it's, um, great. it's great. Yeah, I mean, it's great. So, so my thinking is, I mean, you have Taylor Swift, and you know, I brought up Justin Bieber. Both of those albums are very produced. Right. I mean, you have Justin Bieber. You have two of the best producers out there right now, Skrillex and Major Lazer, doing most of the heavy work. Yeah. And making it sound. And it sounds awesome. It does. But Adele, it's just talent. Yeah, I mean, it's just you. Yeah, you know, very little production value. It's just her voice. There's essentially. not. There's it's, not much of that anymore. Where it's and I somebody, think that's why people gravitate towards yeah, it. It's somebody it's with different. a voice, and then there's musicians playing just what they know how to play, and it carries it. It's enough. There's yeah. not. It's not produced. Well, and the songwriting too. Yeah. I mean, like it's powerful. When we were young, when you were young, I get it confused with the killer song. Either when you were young or when we were young is a song on the Adele record and it's literally the whole thing it's just her and that piano yeah. and it just is some of the best songwriting I mean I just get choked up listening to the damn thing I mean it's just it's so clean like yeah. so I mean I don't, I'm not a Beaver fan Beaver fever but I mean his songs come on the radio I don't turn it off I right. enjoy this album because of the back like because of the music behind it you know yeah. it, it helps make my hour drive in the morning in traffic more pleasurable but it's not something I want to hear. Like, I can't listen to the whole album. Like, Adele, right. I can listen to the whole album on an eight-hour car ride and be perfectly yeah, happy. Just because true. it's just, it doesn't annoy me. Like, it won't annoy me. Just because there's nothing yeah. to annoy me besides... And, and there's such a wide array of, and a wide range of uh, her emotions in it. There's Hello song. There's, song, there's songs like Hello, which are kind of like sappy and she's like you can tell she's reminiscing and right. there's songs that are just upbeat and she is you can tell she's having so much fun just singing this song and it's very rare that a listener like and I'm talking about myself here very very rare that a listener can listen to this and feel the same emotions that the singer is uh, trying to right trying to give out I get you yeah yeah I think uh, I was telling somebody the reason that I think that it resonates so well and just sells so well is because it like literally everyone can connect with it you know the the 13 year old girl listening to j-pop whatever radio i don't know what that even is q99 7 the beat uh like everybody listening those 13 year olds can listen to it and love it their parents can listen to it and love it people that don't really care that much about music will listen to it and enjoy it and music nerds and music elitists listen to it and love it just because her voice shines and that like her talent shines. I saw a tweet that was something about seeing how well Adele's record has done has given me hope again that like with all the pop whatever that's going on, no matter how you feel about it, like real talent is going to find its way to shine through amongst all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's also good to see someone who's able to stay out of the celebrity spotlight have so much success. Right, yeah, and it's not much scandal. No, and it's not. Stuff. How, tell me when the last time you saw a headline that Adele showed up drunk to some funeral and the, whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. The I headline I saw today was Adele. Out of the, the press. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. 
Well, the headline I saw today was Adele doing carpool karaoke oh, with yeah, James yeah. Corden. Did y'all see that video? Oh, yeah. She's yeah, like, her, her voice, uh, yeah, and it's awesome. It's like she's quality. just like driving around in the car with this late show host, just like talking and goofing off and telling stories and just singing. And there's one point where she raps Nicki Minaj's verse of Monster, which is like one of my favorite rap that verses ever. Yeah, verses we'll watch it after. It's really awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, I have a few more stats just because these. Well, this stuff to, is just interesting. Need to be shared. So it's the first record to ever have two million sale weeks. So it sold a million records its first two, week. Two one million sale weeks. Yeah, not not necessarily consecutive, but two let's, mm. two weeks of one million plus sales. Okay, I got gotcha. you. The first record to ever have two weeks like that. It's also the first to ever have three weeks like that. So not only did it beat was it the first half two, but the first half three. That just blows my mind. Um, the that, first week, it sold 3.4 million copies. That's insane that 1989 couldn't do that. Oh, dude, I wasn't even close. So, yeah, 3.4 million copies the first week, which is the most ever. The previous most ever was 2.4 million, and it was in sync, no strings attached, in like 2002 or so, which is a great album. <laughs> yeah. We can compare the two. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and then here's the, the other one that I find so fascinating. That first week, it sold 335 records every minute. Holy man. 335 records every minute for a that week. Cash flow, dog. That, I mean, dog, she does not need to worry about money. That's for <laughs> dang sure. Um, whoever decided to release Hello, like, I don't know if it was Adele, I don't know if it was a producer, but like, that single from coming from, yeah. her last album was 21, right? Mm-hmm. So for a four year hiatus, and then just coming out with such a powerful, like, simple word, I mean, that was the probably one of the best singles that we're going to have for a long time, like as far as being released like it was. I mean, came out of nowhere and just bang, it resonated with everybody. Yeah, I mean, our, I don't think, our culture is not going to be soon to forget seeing that music video for the first time. I mean, it's been parodied on Saturday Night Live and... I still haven't uh, seen it. Uh, yeah, uh, you haven't seen the music video? I haven't seen the music well, video. Well, never mind what I said, because Dylan hasn't heard the damn music video. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, 2015... Big year for Adele and for Star Wars and just for... Yeah, it was a great year. It's a great year to be... What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. <laughs> okay, so let's wrap up um, with um, things we're looking forward to, excited about in 2016. I have a long list, so I will let you guys go first. Will, I will let you go first. Oh, man, me go things, first. So when I say things, I'm talking um, mostly what we're going to be talking about here. Music, movies, TV, books, video games. Just kind of general pop culture-ish things that you're, that you're looking forward to. So one thing... Uh, I guess I'm looking forward to I'm not that the biggest 50 Cent fan but just the fact that he's coming back with a new record see really, I did not know that I didn't uh, know that either oh yeah he's, he, I think what it's are your sources November <laughs> uh, he's supposed to be dropping a new album I think it's November um, it's not titled yet but you know just the fact that I saw 50 when? Cent when was his last album, album I have no clue like, years I just I saw it the other day and I was just like oh my god Look, 50 Cent's that's coming awesome. back 50 Cent to me is 7th grade like in no, the club exactly, exactly. <laughs> come give um, me a hug we're in the club <laughs> <laughs> no, so you know I'm not huge into the pop culture-ness um, I, I find out you know months before it comes out but I don't know a year in advance I like listening CES just came out the consumer electronic right. show um and just the new technology that's coming out, it's crazy. Like, the fact that we're about to get a 3D printer latte art machine blows my mind. Like, you can How's throw, that possible? Like, you can send pictures to this device, and it will foam Dude. the picture onto <laughs> your latte. Like, that just blows my mind. 
Um, why, who, who's just gonna make that? Why, <laughs> I don't know. Why aren't these minds being used to like cure diseases instead? <laughs> but, you know what that, we need? Crazy. A 3D printer latte. Yeah. <laughs> um, like like Tim said, I I do enjoy beer, and there, there's actually this new device that is great for the medical realm. But I thought about it for beers. What, what, I wrote it down. Let me see. Uh, it's called the C. Uh, the SC10 diet sensor, and it's where you can put this little device over a drink or food and it tells you the nutritional value, the calories. It kind of breaks it down for you. Holy crap. Um, is this a thing for like consumers? Or yeah, is it... it's going to be for consumers. I don't think they've released it yet. Um, but so it's just going to be this crazy thing that's going to kind of revolutionize diets, I feel. Um, but again, I was looking at Is it just beer or is it for everything? It's for everything. Um, oh. I just I think you, you can use it for liquids, wow. and I just thought because the federal government's now trying to make beers have nutritional values on it for like the home brewer or right. the, the micro brewer, like this is yeah, the cheap way a lot easier, yeah. to to get it done. So I didn't even think about that. That's cool. Um, that is cool. So that's what I'm, I'm excited about the new technology that we're having, just because it's crazy and it's stupid. Um, whoever thought of hoverboards, I kind of loathe because <laughs> I saw I saw kids but, doing it. The across fail. the street, and I was just like, "Are you? You can't walk across the street." <laughs> I mean, I, I live in a, a nice city in Decatur, and the fail videos are fantastic. Oh yeah, That's I mean, the fact that people are still riding it, even though everybody's feet are catching on fire, and it's banned in countries. I'm a little confused as to why we can call them hoverboards. They have wheels on them, don't they? They do. It's marketing, Tim. Oh, okay. Because it got released near the same time as uh, Back to the Future. Oh, that's right, Back to the Future. Um, Man. It's a whole other podcast. So, <laughs> Dylan, what you got for us? Okay. Uh, I have a few things. Uh, I have them by category. So, books, immediately what comes to mind is Winds of Winter. Mm. Um, and I know that Let's you're, go, you're going to talk about that Let's too. So, go. I'm not going to say much. Just hopefully it will come out this year. Whew, I'm praying. It's already been pushed back HBO twice. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which brings me to my second great segue, Will. Um, TV, uh, the Game of Thrones, the new season. I've watched so them all. you watch Will, right? You yeah. watch, and Dylan, I know you've watched and you've read all the books. I as well read all the books and watched. So we are both superior to Will because he has not read the books. Okay, but now Pick no, on we're, the dyslexic. But no, we're Pick all on the <laughs> We're all on the same page now. <laughs> we're all on the same page now because the books and the show have caught up, and that's a exciting. And it's also terrifying. I, I haven't decided if I'm going to watch the next season or not because uh, my wife has decided there's no way in hell she is going to watch the next season because she doesn't want the books to be ruined for her. Um, I'm kind of hoping that I'm going to be able to, I've been able to separate them so far as yeah. two separate uh, entities and I'm hoping that that's still going to work, but um, I'm in, really interested to see how this next season turns out for sure. Sorry, go ahead. Continue. No, 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 I mean, and I'm just going to echo everything you said because that, I'm the same way, but I will watch the season. I'll tell you right now, I'm going to watch the season. Yeah. Um, Another TV series I'm looking forward to, uh, season three of Silicon Valley. I think that's the, <laughs> oh, I yes. think that's the funniest show since The on, Office for sure. On, yeah. on TV, it's everything The Big Bang Theory should have been. Yeah. Um, it, it's that's funny. That it has that doesn't have like restraints on it. It's just. It's great. Um, another one, True Detective season three. True Detective season one was one of the best. Just seasons of tv i've ever watched i yeah the last four episodes i don't know i think i watched straight four hours of tv of just true detective and it was great so just for that season three deserves a chance i don't know if it's coming out this year or early next year i don't remember but 
still looking forward to it. Dylan, do you think that if you saw season two before you saw season one, since you know they're no. completely separate, that season two would be better than it's being given? Like, it would, you'd be giving it more credit for a TV show, and then you would have been excited for season three anyway? Because, again, I think it's, it was a lot of hype that let it down. down. Uh, because well, season I, I, one I guess I can was see your phenomenal. Point. Yeah. And then season two is, is, is mediocre. I mean... Yeah. Um, but obviously it was good enough to create a season three. Right. Season two, had it come out first, would have gotten great reviews because of the cast. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And the cast was phenomenal. They were. And they did a lot with the script they were given. However, the script just wasn't good. It just wasn't. Um, the writing was a, uh, a love letter to like L.A. noir crime. Right. And it, it just it, it didn't work. It didn't work in modern day. Now, again, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier. It, it, season one was so good, season three deserves a chance. If season three is bad, you can forget me watching season four. I'm not going to do it. But I'm still going to give it a chance because I know that potential is there. You right. Know? So before you move on, while you mentioned those actors, I was just kind of thinking about it. I really like um, a lot of TV shows are starting to do this kind of anthology seasons kind of thing. You know, True Detective, every season is a different story. Fargo is doing it. American Horror Story has been doing it for a couple years. I really like that because we're able to get a lot more high caliber actors. That I can't commit to several seasons of a TV show, but yeah, I can take a couple months and, and shoot a season. So that's yeah. why we're able to get the it's Matthew smart. McConaughey's and uh, all those kind of people. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey stayed on to be one of the... Uh, producers oh he season been, two he might have been the executive oh producer. that's interesting yeah i don't know if woody harrelson did it as well but matthew mcconaughey i remember seeing him in the credits and thinking that um but no i'm, I'm with you the anthology seasons are great uh because people don't want to commit to multiple seasons of something because i mean right it's just that's how people are they're we're afraid of you know just watching things for that well i think we as viewers can i think it's more of like the the actors of like man i got other stuff to do like i can't just Mm -hmm. pigeonhole myself into being that's a that's a good segue to my next one were you gonna say something well my next one was uh season four of house of cards Hmm. with that's like two weeks two months right uh it's coming out on Valentine. Came out on Valentine's Day last year. I think it might be a month late this I, yeah, year. I thought, okay. I think it got pushed back. Which was an interesting thing because Kevin Spacey didn't necessarily want to commit to uh, right. just doing House of Cards every year. He's in. He's Kevin Spacey is great in House of Cards, but he's a movie actor. Yeah, he, he always was, and he always will be. However, I'm still excited about it. Season three, they kind of went from great to pretty mm-hmm. good to you know eh, good. Right. Hopefully season four will come back. Is this up. the last season? I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I feel like I might have read somewhere that this might be season, the last season. Frank Gunner was up for re-election. I'm not sure. We'll see. Fu 2016, man. <laughs> that's that's interesting. I wonder if there's oh, be there's been they've been there was a commercial in front of the um something the yeah. other day that was like a, I'll show it to you afterwards. It's like a oh, yes. yeah, his, it it's like a fake campaign commercial for Frank Underwood. <laughs> his campaign being hashtag FU2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, two more. I'm going to go over these quick just for the sake of time. Uh, Better Call Saul season two. Mm. I love season one. I, I never saw season one. I love Breaking Bad. It's a great, uh, it's not a prequel. Spin it's off. It's spinoff. Yeah, yeah. spinoff. Okay. It, season one was great. If you haven't watched it, do it. It's, it's great. Um, and Sherlock. Uh, oh yeah, Great. they they released uh, the premiere of season four, the on Abominable New- Bride, or something. Yeah, like that. on New Year's, yeah. and it did really well. I haven't seen it yet, but I still want to. Uh, so that's TV, movies. 
still need to see The Revenant. I want to see The Hateful Eight, just because I love Quentin mm-hmm. Tarantino. He's pretty polarizing as far as directors go. Uh, most people either love him or they hate him. I am of the former. I love him. Uh, so I can't wait to see The Hateful Eight. And, uh, you, I mean, you said it as far as video games go, The Division. Mm, that's on my list too, man. It. It looks... Uh, is that the new Tom Clancy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that it's a Tom awesome. Clancy game. It's been pushed back two years in development just because they haven't had the ability technologically to make it what they want it to be yet. Yeah, so it comes out good. March 8th, I think. And yeah. I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be great. It's uh, online, multiplayer. Which Will just got an Xbox One about what, two what? months ago. So now we can all play The Division together and just go raid <laughs> post-apocalyptic New York. Let's do it. Oh, it's be awesome. Before you talk to him, I did think one movie that I am excited about is Deadpool. Dude, yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't only, think about that. Only it's if it's rated R. If they it, it's it, it, you see it yesterday, they the official it? rating okay. was R. I was yeah. Because if it's PG thirteen, I'm I'm not going to waste my money to see it. It's not. It's have not you seen the it. NSFW trailer? Uh, oh, I man. have. I have. Oh man, my gosh. That, yes. I'm excited about that. Marvel was a fat. They could be a whole other podcast. They're a fascinating case study to me because they've done such a great job of not only like creating. This cinematic universe, but there's so much other stuff going on. There's um, the Netflix originals, the Daredevil and Jessica Jones are both great. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the Sh- Agents of Shield on TV is great. Didn't They've got it? did it? Don't tell me it got canceled. Boo. I, I, I could be wrong. Anyway, um, and it's um, I just think what they're doing is super interesting and. Yeah, they're just hitting all kinds of genres of movies and stuff with the different Ant-Man. It's fascinating, and Captain America Civil War is coming out this year. But uh, Deadpool kind of being a little more, uh, yeah, like you said, R-rated, like a little more edgy, um, I think will be a really interesting, really cool move be, for Marvel. Like, I can't stand it when movies take it down a notch just because yeah, they just know for the rating sales yeah, totally. at the PG-13 level. Deadpool specifically needs to be R. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're familiar, character, with, yeah. if you're familiar with the comics at all, it needs yeah. to be R. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Tim. Oh no, you're great. The, the so, mic is yours. So great. Well, it is mine because it's my podcast. So <laughs> my mom gave me the mic for Christmas. So hey, mom. Um, okay, so Hi, on mom. my on my list, I have um, first music. I have coming out uh, in February is the 1975's um, sophomore album. I like it when you sleep, for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it. Crazy. Sorry, I. Got a lot of breath saying that title there. It's so long. But that comes out February 25th. I'm a massive fan of that band. Uh, I have the album pre-ordered on vinyl. Uh, I only pre-ordered it so I could get access to uh, ticket sales the day they went out because I just is I, that is that how the the music industry is moving now? You gotta uh, that's how the 1975 did it, which is because their shows have, were just selling out so quick that people so couldn't keep up. If you pre-order, is it vinyl specifically? Nope, or it was just a, a, a physical copy of the album, which makes then sense because then you get the true fans. You get right. priority. Priority. You uh, get for a day concerts. ticket. I, I got access to ticket sales a day before the, the general. Sale. I like that. Yeah. I do. Um, and I so like I'm super pumped about that. Their debut album is one of my favorite album in ten years, probably. I just love um, I, their self-titled. Can I interject just for a small moment? Yes. Um, I forgot m- music as well. Uh, I have tickets to the Mumford and Sons concert. They are not the tickets I want them to be. I want to be on the floor. Next to front of house. However, I'm in the balcony. Wait, Where is it at? It's I, I can't remember. At the it's, Gwinnett. It, yes, is Infinity? it? They it's uh, it's first come first serve, isn't it? Where it's open floor. Well, and you can have seating. Yeah, there's like general admission that is the floor, but then I think for big shows like this, they'll open up. The they'll uh, they well they open the upper decks for as like ticketed seats. Yeah. 
And I logged on to buy my ticket two hours after they became available. And the floor was completely sold out. For both days? For Well, the second day hadn't been announced yet. And okay. I went ahead and bought tickets because I, I, I wanted one, you know? And then they announced that they're gonna like a couple weeks later that they were gonna have a second day, and I was like, "Well, shit, I've already bought tickets." Well, Adele did sell out two days at the Phillips Arena in about three minutes. So yeah. Atlanta's a music town, man. <laughs> got a great festival coming to Atlanta this year. Shaking knees, lineup just got I announced. I think I I'm might still, have to go. I now. still really want to. I'm not get a big tickets. festival guy, but I might have to go. Great, great lineup is great. Tickets, yeah. trying to win tickets. That's my way nice. in. Um, all right, I've got a just few like more. A few more music wise, Kanye West Swish. Comes uh, out yeah, February eleventh. I'm not a fan. Of Kanye. I love Kanye. Kanye. I get a lot of heat for it. People don't like Kanye, but I well, love Kanye West. Once you move past the assholeness, well, that's what I love about him. Like I love that he he's just like he just does what he wants and doesn't care that if he comes off as an asshole or who he offends. Like he just does what he wants, and that's what I think is awesome. Um, so his record comes out on February eleventh. Uh, I'm super pumped about that. Um, my favorite band of all time, brand new. They say they're going to have an album out this year, but they've been saying that every year since 2011, so I'm not really banking on it. I just always have to put it on my expected list because I want to be right if it ever happens. Um, Taylor Swift, uh, as crazy as crazy no, no, as this sounds, as that. crazy as this sounds, she's on schedule uh, to have an album this year. But she's been on tour. The way that her site, well, she just finished a tour about a month ago, which is perfect timing to get in the studio, record an album, and have it out in the fall. It's a quick turn on that. But here's the thing. Or holiday. Holiday, fall, sometime. Fall, uh, that would be a quick turn. So, but listen to this. She's released a record every other year, every even-numbered year since 2006. 2006, 8, 10, 12, 14, and now 2016. Which I'm not saying it is going to happen. I'm just saying she's on schedule for one. Which is crazy because 1989 still feels like so fresh to me. It does. It was like yesterday you were at that concert, too. I, Gosh, oh man. Was how awesome. was that concert? It was awesome. Well, was it good? It was great. I bought 1989, or I got it for Christmas on vinyl, and it's. I hear things in that album I've never heard before. Yeah, it's so good, man. Right. It is great. Um, I also have um, Winds of Winter was on my list as well. Uh, the Division on my list as well. Uh, as far as movies go, I have X-Men Apocalypse. Um, I didn't, hold on. So I didn't love the original X-Men series where they were going. Did you see X-Men Days of Future Past? I did. Yes, oh my god. I did, but see, I, get, I, I was kind of let down with that movie. No, man, for me, so I love, so what they're using X-Men Days of Future Past basically as a reboot on the whole series. Yeah, I understand. Because they're saying like, hey, none of that other stuff happened anymore. Yeah, so now we have these bad. awesome new actors. We have Fassbender, um, James McAvoy, like playing back to playing Magneto, and um, Professor Xavier, and... Jennifer Lawrence, like I just love the new cast they have, and I love like the opportunity to do I'll the, the universe. The right all again. it took was I'll Peter t- if it's good, just listen to me. In. All it took was Peter Dinklage being the bad guy. All it took was Peter Dinklage. Great, great. Deadpool on mine uh, yeah. as well. Rogue One, which you talked about a little bit earlier. That that'll be cool to have another Star Wars movie. Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is coming out in the holiday season. Have you read that book? I have not. It's it's not a novel. It's, it's like, like a children's a, book, right? It's, it's an encyclopedia. Oh, great. <laughs> it's, about, it's about that big. And J.K. Rowling... So about I'm, I'm going yeah. to spoil it here. It, it, it's, she writes it as a textbook that Ron and Harry share. And they have little like dialogues and stuff. And like on, in the margins. Yeah. And it's there's not much of a narrative to it. There's not much story to it, but... It's really interesting. It, yeah. It's one of the more interesting like non-plot books I've ever read. Right. So I'm excited about the movie. I saw the trailer. I didn't love the trailer. I'm just excited to be back in uh, the Wizarding World again just because, I mean, those movies, those books are Can we just take a minute here to remember Alan Rickman? 
Yeah, Alan oh, Rickman. Yeah. So today is um, Friday. The what did we say earlier? The fourteenth. So Alan Rickman died um, yesterday, um, January fourteenth, which was a which was a bummer to hear. Um, yep. But he, he was a great best, actor. One of the best supporting. Sad week this week, man. Time. David Bowie and Alan Rickman both this yeah. week. I heard man. someone saying that David Bowie's sales are going to trump. Adele's because of his passing. Mm, I don't know about that, but I think they'll do well, good. His, but his albums were selling for six hundred dollars on eBay. Golly, which six hundred dollars. And I understand, you know, he was this. He revolutionized the music industry right. in his way. He made. Is being, this, I, I listened to the album. Not a fan. Yeah. Not worth six hundred dollars in my opinion. <laughs> he made being weird in pop culture yeah, exactly. a normal thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, he was the original hipster. <laughs> I guess you could say. That. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And then the very last thing I have on my list, uh, which just came out, just got uh, kind of announced today, is 10 Cloverfield Lane. Did you guys see this? No, tell me The about sequel it. to Cloverfield is coming out uh, on March awesome. and March 11th, two months away. Uh, just so where have I been? Yeah, the trailer, was, no, just today, it was kind of a surprise. Like, people, there were rumors, like, awesome. a, like a year ago, there were rumors like, hey, we're kind of working on a Cloverfield sequel. And then today, a trailer dropped, and everyone was like... Are you saying Cloverfield pulled a Beyonce? Well, I might be saying that. Because, I mean, and it's a, it's a short lead-up. It's two months until the movie comes out. It's it. It's and it, it stars John Goodman and John Gallagher Jr., which is uh, the guy from the newsroom, Jim from the newsroom, if you guys watch the newsroom. I like Jim. So like I'm super excited. Cloverfield's one of my favorite movies. I like Jim. I like John Gallagher too. I will. Uh, <laughs> Jim's a good character. I will never forget sitting at the midnight premiere for The Dark Knight and seeing the original Cloverfield trailer it's and just movie. absolutely falling in well, love with that whole they idea. They didn't say what the name of the movie was. One eighteen oh eight. That was all it said. Everyone was so like, what was man, that? It was awesome. We're gonna watch the Ten Cloverfield Lane sequel. Is Jason right Abrams doing it? Uh, he's producing it. Um, the guy who's directing it. I'm on board. What did I see? He directed. Um, I'm on board. I don't remember what he directed. Something else recently. Um, well, that's it. Yeah. Another thing that you all, the listener, can be excited about in 2016 is a lot more of these. I talked about it for a long time. I actually looked. I um, set up the Parentheses Live podcast and Gmail account in January of last year. Oh man! I, so I, I said, that. I was like, I'm gonna do a podcast, and it took me a full year to actually. We've been texting on and off about this yes. for about a year, and here we go. Yeah, finally. So we'll so hang, so hang on to your pants, guys, because there's gonna be a lot more of these. And uh, if you like it, tell your friends. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Parentheses Live. Uh, and if you don't like it, um, don't tell your friends that you don't like it. You should still lie to them. And tell them that you do like it, and tell them they should follow us on Twitter at Parentheses Live. Yeah, let them make up their own opinion. Yeah, that's right. Lying to your friends is a good thing. And on that note, uh, we will bid you uh, good night or good morning. I uh, say good night because it's midnight for us. But um, I'll just say goodbye because I'm sounding like an idiot now. So, cheers. cheers.